It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Flowtrack Podcast. Flowtrack Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. I'm Kevin Sully. He's Gordon Mack. Thanks, everybody, watching live on YouTube right now. It's your last chance, last chance, Gordon, to get in any DK Metcalf takes. We are closing down for DK takes at the top of the hour, so get them in promptly. Thank you. Yeah, well, we did a live reaction yesterday. It's already on YouTube. Uh, you guys can check that out. Um, but yeah, just to beat the dead horse, but DK Metcalf, he's a talented individual, but he's not a world-class sprinter. What a world we live in, right? What a world we live in where a man is amazing at football, but he's just a really good athlete, just not a world-class sprinter. Crazy times. I want to give you credit, Gordon, for predicting where this conversation would go, where the take would go. And again, all credit to DK Metcalf for going out there, running the race. I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed his interview afterwards that he did side by side with Craven Gillespie. But you said where this conversation would go would be to the conversation about height and weight. Height and weight. Oh, he did this, but look how big he is. Oh, he if he would just only lose 15, 20 pounds, think about how much faster he would be. You were, you were ahead of it. You called that one. Uh, I, was, I was accurate in predicting the time, which probably is more important, but you're accurate in predicting the take, which for the purposes of this show, I have to give you credit for. And DK seems like a nice dude to see on their screen. Uh, he tweeted out, thank God for the opportunity. Thank USATF for allowing me to come out today. Thank my coaches, PTs, family, and friends that supported. Um, yeah, seems like a good guy. I mean, Eagles fans have this love-hate relationship with DK Metcalf because he was taken uh, right after we took uh, a wide receiver, and uh, he has been an all-pro receiver since. So Eagles fans have a little bit of a relationship with Metcalf, but it's okay. Um, yeah. I don't know how to... Yeah, anyway, 
but yeah, the NFL community reacted. Everyone was talking about it. It was all over the blogs, the vlogs. You know it. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Barstool Big think- Cat. He he had he had a great take. I'll bring his. He said, "I feel like DK Metcalf didn't embarrass himself, but sneaky smoked got but sneakily got smoked all in the same race. Sprinters are insane. Um, it's true. Like he did get smoked. He got dead last in his heat." Um, and it was a prelim, so it's not like the guys up front were trying extremely hard because, you know, you're going to save it for the final. But, uh, yeah. Um, great spectacle all around. Happy track is back, right? It's May 2021. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that over a year later we'd be having all this content to talk about? What a day. Well, I like the fact that Metcalf, we, we saw this tweet from Emmanuel Acho, what he said to him after the race. By the way, Emmanuel Acho just doing all sorts of content the last couple of days for the track world, posted the start video. He was all over it, man. But he said everyone else was scared to do it. That's what he told Acho after after the race. Like, why did you do this? Why did you put yourself out there? So, again, I, I appreciate him for actually doing it. Now we have a time. We have a marker down for, hey, if you think – these guys are fast. Just so you know, this is this is what they've run. And you may think that that's super impressive. You may think that that's not impressive at all, depending on your perspective of 100 meter times. But at least now we have a number to associate with these sorts of efforts. On the size thing, I just want to say one thing before we put this whole thing to bed. Asafa Powell, very big guy. Usain Bolt, very big guy. Ryan Bailey, go look up the height and weight of Ryan Bailey who was an Olympic spinner for the United States, had some super fast times, took a shot at him in the bobsled after. Big guy. Just because Metcalf uh, is 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 a, a tad bit bigger doesn't mean big guys are completely immune from sprinting. He's not the first big guy to go out there and, and try to run the 100. I, I think I want to correct the record a little bit for our football friends who are dipping their, their toes into track. But I appreciate all of them, obviously, tuning in and enjoying track and field it would have been interesting gordon what if this was not a trials to finals setup what if they just put him in the final against those folks who ran the final and he ran that same time but then second to last place would have been two tenths clear do you think the perception of what he ran would have been different or were people just focused were people more focused i guess on the time or were people more focused on the distance from him to the next closest competitor, do you think? I think they're focused on distance from him. It looks like he was in the same category as the rest of the guys, right? Because he just happened to be last in that category, but there was no separation the way like a, a Trayvon Bromel put separation on the field and Eugene or Shikari Richardson put separation on the field. Uh, what the vi- you didn't get the visual of like every runner having a clear seven meter gap over him, right? You didn't get that yeah. visual. Uh, and I think if there was that visual, it would have been like, wow, like he is in JV squad and the rest of the guys are varsity. But because it was in the prelim, you didn't really have that visual. Because if the everyone up front was running nine nines and he was the only one running 10 threes, you'd see that visual. But hey. Yeah. No, it's interesting. We got. I don't know how many t- how many podcasts are we going to do on this guy DK Metcalf, right? I think other interesting things actually happen at this meet. So 
while this was fun, um, I think it's time to put a bow on it. Put a bow on the the summer of DK Metcalf, or I guess late spring of DK Metcalf, <laughs> and get ready for the actual track and field, which is uh, the distance and the sprints and the throws and all that stuff. Yeah, but real quick though, before we go, what other football players would you like to see run a hundred? Oh, Tom Brady. Got got go Tom Brady. I want to see Tom Brady in the mile. I want to Ooh, see my the rest of my my NFL four by one team run it. I want to see Hill. I want to see Goodwin. I want to see Mostert. I want to see if I really did compile the best possible NFL four by one. I think if you had everybody run, I don't think DK would be the fastest guy. I mean, he did it, so he obviously has bragging rights, and the other guys haven't done it yet. But I think you'd find other guys who could run that fast in a league. I want to see a tanker relay where you get all these linemen to do like a four by one and maybe make it four by 40 meters because they might not be able to get a full hundred meters in. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, if you, Travis, if you, if you uh, Google Lane Johnson's Twitter account, I bring up the most recent photo. I want to see this man, Lane Johnson, run a one of run a four by one. Explain to the Lane folks Johnson's who he is. 60, uh, Lane Johnson, he's a lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, here I found I found the I found it. Travis, I'm texting it to you now. <laughs> Bro, we'll bring that up on the screen for people who are watching. For those who are listening. Uh, just scroll down like a few. There it is. Boom. Look at this. I don't see this man running a four by one. <laughs> Look at that form. What'd you call it? Look at that form. Did you call it the ta- you called it the tanker relay? What are the different? Yeah, tanker what? relays. So you have we have defensive linemen and offensive linemen do a little four okay. by one action, or maybe you have the four D line go up against four O line, and they just mm. do a little four by one around the track, and uh, it's just fun seeing the. Just the body mass going as fast as possible around the amount of kinetic energy, kinetic energy going down. Uh, it's fun to watch. That's what I'm I need saying. to put an eagle. I need to put an eagle spin on it. That's impressive. Kurt in the chat points out Tom Brady already runs the 5K for Michigan. Different Tom Brady yes. though. And on that note, we'll transition the rest of the meet. Gordon, this was a fun one to watch. Half the time, I felt like I was watching a replay of meets that we've already seen this year and then the other half the time it felt like i was seeing brand new stuff so i divided this into two categories stuff that we've seen already stuff that stayed the same and then stuff that was brand new that adds a little bit of a twist to this track and field season i'll start first with what stayed the same shakira richardson dominating a hundred she goes 1074 in the prelim which was her second fastest time ever then she goes to the final and into a minus 1.2 headwind, runs a 10.77. So now she's got four times all time in the in the 10 sevens. It just seems like she's settled into the sweet spot where you can expect a 10.7 out of her, which obviously, without saying, that puts her in extremely elite company. I, I know you had a little bit of fun with those wind calculators you turn it around and then you don't have a headwind and then you put it as a tailwind i don't know how accurate those things are but it, you know hey man it, it's super it, accurate it's to speculate. yeah it's interesting to speculate there it is yeah apparently uh with zero wind it would be a 1069 which is uh pretty incredible i mean 1077 yeah. and a headwind is pretty impressive um 
and it's not just a, a slight headwind. It's pretty major, 1.2 miles per hour. So um, not miles, meters per second. Uh, 1.2 miles per hour would be very different. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, she's just showing consistency on consistency on consistency. And, you know, the only thing you got to think of, like, the only thing left now for her to do is, like, make sure she – keeps this consistent consistency at the trials and ultimately at the yeah. Olympics, even at the trials, even if she doesn't have a consistency at the trials, you'll be able to forget about it because like, all right, whatever it's a qualifier for the Olympics, but you don't want her to go on in 2021 and have run like seven, 10 sevens. Yeah. Maybe one, 10, six. And then all of a sudden she just runs 10, eight in the final and gets second. And, you know, you, you want her to be able to, have this resume kind of end with a, on a high note. Now, again, mm-hmm. she's young. So she, even if she did get run 10, eight in the Olympic final at the age of like 2021, 20, it's not the end of the world. She'll, she'll be back stronger than ever, but she seems like she's in her prime of primes right now with what she's running, yeah. even though she's so young. I think after she ran the 1075 last year, people obviously Cheers. were like, okay, Two years, sorry. Ooh, time flies when you're literally not doing anything for two years. I think when she when she ran the 1075, some people thought, okay, well, was that was that the peak? Was that the apex of her career? We've seen it before where college kids run their fastest in college, and she's just completely disproven that with every single run. And the amount of times you run 1070, as you mentioned, and if you talk about going sub 107, you're putting yourself in just the the top, top, top tier. Like it's just not common to see people uh, run this quickly, uh, let alone it being in May. I think she's worked herself to the point where she has a huge margin of error in the United States. Like I don't know if you have a number in mind of what could make the team for the women in the hundred, but obviously a ten eight is going to make the team. Yeah. Anybody? Oh, would, yeah. Anybody would say that. It, like that's not that's so. Basically, she could run it full ten slower maybe even two tenths slower than she's running right now and she'd still be fine. That's not going to be her mindset going in. It seems like she's running every race um, to the best of her abilities and she's, she's getting quicker and quicker. So yeah, I just felt like that was, it was groundhog day for Shakira Richardson. Ditto with the, this 1500. I watched this 1500. I thought man, Gordon is loving this 1500. First of all, Oliver Hoare does this thing. Just takes it, just takes a bat to the whole field here. Justin Knight goes with him, just like in Eugene. There's this huge gap. I don't even blame the other guys for not going with him because there's not at Oliver Hoare Justin Knight's level right now. Uh, but it was just interesting when you see – zoom in on those – can you zoom in, Travis, on those finishing times? Not the top two. What's that magic 336? Let's see. Oh, man, it's like a magnet, Gordon. It's like they cannot avoid – the U.S. guys cannot avoid the 336. I feel – I feel bad almost. It's like there's this this jinx on them that you have put on these American men, so that way they think they they can only run the three thirty six. But credit to Hor, man. I, I heard in the broadcast we're talking about they think you can go three thirty this year. I definitely think it's possible, for sure, that that, that he can do it because he's doing this off of yes, good pace making, but taking the lead in the hardest part of the race. Yeah, I don't know why. These Americans don't want to at least attempt to run with them. Like, they they didn't even try to go with the rabbit after 
like once they got to like 600 meters, they're like, nah, we're not going with the rabbit. And there's something about it. Like they all decided none of them wanted to go with, with the rabbit and whore and night. Like, and it was so visual. They had a, the entire race was two different races. You had the American race and then you had the elite race. I mean, not to well, criticize the Americans, but like. They're not going with them because they went out in 56. That's why they're not going out with them. I don't think cares? it's a, You're. They didn't run 328. They ran 333, okay? Like, it's not like they ran something incredible, crazy fast. They ran the equivalent of a 350 mile, something that college kids did this year. It's not like they were running, like, Timothy Chariot-type times. 333 is, I think should be a, a baseline if you're an elite American 1,500-meter runner. I mean, it's, this is I don't think it's size. a matter You're of deciding. Sub three thirty. I think in some. I think in some situations you're right. I think in some situations you're right. It's a matter of decision. It's a matter of making the choice. I think this was all ability. I think Hoare and Knight are that much better than those guys, especially running that style, going out in fifty six. I think they were worried about completely blowing up and falling, falling off the back. Well, that, okay, that's what, what happens I, if you blow up. What happens if you blow up? You run three forty. Oh wow! I ran three forty instead of three thirty eight. Big deal. Like who cares if you yeah. blow up? Give yourself an opportunity to run fast. How many 338s and 337s and 336s do you need on your resume before you're like, well, right, I, think I can afford to lose one of these 337 races for a chance at a 334? For a chance. You know, might as well take it. I think they thought their best chance to run the sub-335 was to run a little bit more even from the gun. I just think – Well, they. I think we shouldn't they were give two seconds off of that. Well, right, but I'm saying we shouldn't. We should give respect to horror here and night about how good they are, and not make it seem like it's just a decision from the U.S. guys to back off. Like they're running on, they're running with obviously with some with some guts there, putting themselves out there, but they're also completely, I think, on a on a different level. I mean, we saw horror's done this enough times. Horror's done this enough times now to where we have a lot of evidence. That he's that he's at that level. Did it once indoors, and now he's done it twice outdoors. I think Hoare is in a different in a different tier than he was a couple of years ago. I think when we see him go to the Diamond League this summer, I think he's going to be he's going to be up in that group. I'm not putting him with Chariot and Ingebrigtsen yet, but I think he's inching his way up there into the Kerr realm, which what well, Kerr was top six guy at, in the in the world last in 2019. Yeah, I agree. Hoare and Knight are are a better right now, but like they're not Superman right now. Like, well, no, I'm not saying Superman. Like Superman I'm saying because okay, the Americans are using to run like 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 Clark Kent's instead of running like Superman. like they're running like low. Like it's just like come on. Like and I and I get it. Like there's a lot more to it. And who am I to say this? But like, hey, it's the Olympic year. We shouldn't be running times that college kids are running. We literally had two college kids run sub-336, right? One of them's a sophomore in college. And we're out here being paid professionals, and you're running 337, 338. And I get it. It's hard. It's hot. And, like, Gordon, you try running 338. I can't, and I never will be able to. But <laughs> there was a nah. 1,500, though, that I might have been able to finish top two in, which we can get to later. Uh, Charles will find that. Um, but – I'm just saying, like, it's okay to, like, go for it and fail. Like, 
what are we doing? You, you don't need more 338s. You need a you need a 335. I see what you're saying. You I see what you're saying from a yeah, from a risk reward standpoint. You're right. The incentive should be there to to go for it. Someone like, but see, it does not surprise me. Someone like Henry Wynn, 336, like solid time for Henry Wynn. I think the problem is someone like Angles, who finishes back in seventh with a 337.9, he's the guy who has that ability, obviously. He can, he can run 332. He can run 333, but he's not at that point yet. Obviously, Angles, does he have an incentive to run sub 335? No. no. Now, I know he's we're like, going to. Thanks, guys. Slow down. Well, and that college meet you talked about, as good as it was, how many guys ended up getting the standard? Now, I know yeah, there's going to yeah. be the world rankings and all this other stuff, but if we're scoring at home, any week where there's not a sub-335 American, it's a good weekend for Centro, Thompson, and Ingles, right? A big win for them. Because you had all these fast people run in all these races that were set up to go quick, and still we have three guys with the standard. And I do think uh, Hawker is going to have the world ranking standard because he's running enough. He has a 350 sure. under his belt. He now has his 335, 336. If they can get – you just need you need five strong performances, and I think he'll have five under his belt by the time he finishes the trials. So uh, I, I really think that we're going to select a a team member to the men's 1500 based off a of world ranking. I think that's going to happen. Because yeah, we're yeah. we're not going to see like twelve guys with three thirty four PBs or season best. So, hey man, I I it is just why like it it's it's comical. Do you why are you in this race if literally a minute in you already are deciding I am giving zero chance of winning this race. Eighty percent of that no ninety five percent winning the race or running decided. No, ninety percent, ninety-five percent of that field decided after a little bit over a lap. I know I, I am guaranteeing I am putting myself in zero position to win. None of them tried to win the race except for Justin Knight and Ollie Hoare. That's when you if you're on a, a yeah, but listen, listen, listen. A, though. You a, could have said the same thing. Stay, you're getting in a Hold plane on. to go to this big meet sponsored by the World Athletics and USATF. And literally 60 seconds in the race, you're just going to be like, yeah, no, I, I don't plan on trying to win this race anymore. That's just Listen, crazy. The same thing happened in Doha. Timothy Chariot went out hard, and no one went with him, really, in that race. And you even talked to the guys afterwards. They thought it's kind of going to be two races. Chariot's going to do his thing. Now, okay, we there's brought- a lot more value. There's a lot more value to a, a world medal than there is to the Mount Sac third place win. No, but I'm talking about the mental approach you take to a race when you just know you cannot run that pace. Asking someone to sign up for that, it's just basically just you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blow up, basically. It is they're making a business decision here, right? They know what again, they can handle. I understand that I understand that it isn't is not insane. We keep on acting like 333 is some like world class Oh my God! Performance is like no. Like, but they went out like in fifty. Someone came like, sp- who's, who's got the split? Because I only have the four, the three hundred split here, which is completely useless. Forty point one. But I feel like they went out in three in fifty six. And if you're going out in fifty six for the first quarter, that is fast. 
56 is fast for the first quarter. It's not fast right? it's in like a train. If you're, if everyone is, like three twenty-seven. Hold on, hold on. That's like three twenty-seven like pace. That's like three twenty-seven pace. It's, it's fast. That's fast. Those are the splits, but that's a three hundred split. That doesn't really, that doesn't really help us. I, I thought through the first quarter they were around fifty-six. So yeah, but at I mean, there is a point there. They let the break happen. No, they were gone. They were. Know. It was. It was gone from the beginning. There, there, there was a, basically a two-second gap between that group and then everybody else. Two, two seconds in or two. Sorry, one lap in. In any event, credit to Hoare, credit to Justin Knight. He got the standard. He said on this podcast he wanted to try to get that 1,500-meter Olympic standard. Maybe he'll run the 1,500-meter too. Uh, that would be exciting race to watch. Let's switch topics here, though. Uh, Shamir Little stays sharp, 53-65. Gordon in her 400-meter hurdle debut. This is getting exciting. Shamir Little's strung together now. Well, she ran the 204-800, and then you talk about the 400s that she ran. She ran those back-to-back. PBs and now 53.65 for Little. Yeah, I mean, clearly we think about that trials 400 hurdles is like a four-woman race with the two strong solids in Delilah Muhammad and Sidney McLaughlin and then kind of the battle for third between Little and Spencer. Right now mm-hmm. you got to think Spencer, the Spencer-Little sub-battle is kind of becoming less – I mean, they ran both ran this race and – Literal's yeah. a full two seconds better than Spencer. So you have to think that Little now is becoming closer and closer to a lock with the other top two where this women's 400-meter hurdle race could just be a formality in a weird mm-hmm. way. It's going to be the most formality-ridden race of the trials, right? Mm-hmm. Can you think of another – can you think of another race where I think – 95% of people who will fill in their top three are going to put Little, Muhammad, and McLaughlin. I think that's going to be the only race that everyone's mm-hmm. like, yep, this is a three. Can you think of another more solid top three? Women's steeple, if we get to see Quigley and Coburn soon, I think that would be the one where you could you could fill it in. Although that, that got kind of interesting with Wayman. Yeah. Um, with... Leah Fallon, uh, yeah. Leah Fallon and Marissa Howard—they ran, they ran quick. They weren't too far behind Courtney Frerichs that's this true. weekend. But that—that's been the one. That's been the go-to, the chalkiest of chalk recently, where you have Coburn, Frerichs, and Quigley, one, two, three. Something I about think they're running gonna... over barriers. Very. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's are. it. I'm excited to see though the next month because. I think there's still going to be another another plot twist. Maybe someone else pop up that can make that third spot competitive. But here's the thing. Even though you know the team, there's going to be a lot of interest in that race because the world record is going to be under threat because anytime yeah. those women all come together and race, the world record's going to be under threat. So even though maybe the drama, if Little stays on a roll and we get what we get normally from McLaughlin and Muhammad, we'll still have that world record to, to track. Um, Norman, 44-4. We take anything away from that other than the fact that he just keeps rolling along. I think maybe after 2019 where he ran the 43-45 way early in the season uh, and then got hurt by the end. Yeah, maybe a slower little ramp up, but he's getting getting some wins in there. Michael Cherry had a nice race to finish to finish second there. Justin Robinson 
was a bit farther back. That's going to be one where that third spot just seems like it's going to be wide open until we get all the way to the end of the season. Um, when we previewed this meet, we had Brazier running in the 800. That didn't happen. He, he did. scratched. Yeah. So in his stead, Bryce Hopple remains the top non-Brazier guy, 144.94. This was interesting because if you look at the results without Brazier, everybody slotted in almost exactly where you expected them to be from the, the American side of things, right? Because you had Hopple get the win. Behind him was Saruni, but then the next America was Murphy. And then behind him was Harris. And then behind him was Sawinski. It's like they looked at your rankings before the race and the, and they just went in, in the exact order, which for an a is kind of weird, right? The a has got a lot of, you know, variables. Elon, why don't we show the results instead of the Michael Norman uh, photo? <laughs> yeah, let's put those results go. up there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you kind of disrespected Saruni a bit when I was like, watch out for Michael Saruni, and he kind of laughed it off. <laughs> Saruni is legitimate. I mean, he looks like he's always about to fall off, but he finds a way to stay in the race. And, I mean, I think Saruni and when he put in career, they're both going to be metal threats, in my opinion. You know, I think I could, I would argue that the top four 800-meter uh, runners in the world are Career, Saruni, yeah. Hopple, and Brazier, the two the two UTEP guys and the two Americans. I think, I think that's going to be your battle. I think three of those four will be the medalists at the Olympics, just from what I'm seeing so far. That's my take. You worried? Did you, you worry at all no? about Brazier? Am I worried about Brazier? No, no worried at all. But Brazier probably would have won this race, right? Do you think he would have? I mean, we don't know. That's the whole idea. We want to know. It's a Hopple or Brazier, right? I think he would have. I think he would have been able to run fashion 144.9, but you don't want to discount Hopple because Hopple always just – he wins. That's how he figures these things out. He, he always runs a, a solid race. Two other things I wanted to get to on the topic of what stayed the same before we get to what changed. High hurdles, Kenny Harrison wins. Cena McLaughlin still running the high hurdles. She PR'd again, but credit to Harrison for getting another win there. We can throw those results up, and then we can look at the the Sydney McLaughlin progression uh, this year in the high hurdles. I This race is more open than I thought it was going to be, too. On the U.S. side of things, obviously you got Harrison in there, but I think you got a lot of open spots, and I'm just curious what's going to – What's going to shake out the next the next six weeks? Is is someone going to get on a roll and, and start running off some 12, 12 fours or My even 12 fives? You look at this. Cindy could make the Olympic team in the hurdles, in the high hurdles. That's what I take away from this, right? 1265. She's the second I mean, she American beat, in this race. Yeah, yeah. She beat Sharika Nelvis. I don't know. Like... If if she if so, I'm not sure what's first the 400 hurdles or the 100 hurdles at the trials, but like she's definitely gonna have the ability to double and have like a safety net to try to make a team if something goes awry in the 400 hurdles. But uh, she was second American in that race. So she's Tania, becoming I'm just a different at... type. She's becoming a different runner. So I'm just looking up the NCAA list this year. So Tania Marshall. 
with the plus 2.6 has run 12.53. Tara Davis has run 12.61 with a 2.6 as well, too. Um, and then you got what, one, two, three other women under 12.80 this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's strange. I didn't think that this would be the discussion this year because <laughs> if I thought she was going to do a different event, I would have thought the flat 400. I would not have thought yeah. the, the high hurdles and what we were told early on, and we don't get a ton of the information you know, in a prompt manner was like she was doing it just to work out, address some weaknesses, you know, with her off leg. That's she did the 60 hurdles indoors, but now we've had what that's four races plus a, she's run five high hurdle races this year. That's 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 a lot. Maybe we'll see a four meter hurdle race soon because as close as she is, I mean, you're right, she definitely has a chance to make the team. I would not count her out, but distance from her to the best in the world obviously is a lot bigger. <laughs> than it is in the foreign yeah. hurdles where it's Mohammed and you, we saw how close those two were in in Doha. Here is the we got the world list right now. Camacho Quinn is cruising up there. Um, yeah, Sydney's third in the US. Third in America, yeah. Third third US. America. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh okay, sense. one other one on what stayed the same. The steeple's still confusing. Sean McGordy, this is the men's steeple. We talked about the women's steeple a bit earlier. McGordy makes his debut, runs 820, gets the standard. But I don't think it was the – we didn't get clarity here because Jager rabbited. He dropped out after 2K, so I have no idea what to take away from Jager's performance. McGordy for a debut, that's awesome, but still behind what, Updike and Furlick, correct? Those guys are 817s. Here's the thing. There, no, there's clarity. I mean, I, I think I predicted this is the time he was going to run. I'm not sure. I said he's going to run low 820s. I think I said that. Or high 18s. Okay, uh, well, that's not that hard because that's the standard. But you have clarity here? Who's making the team? I'm, I'm pulling up your your, your standard. Sean McCordy and Evan Jager are making the team. That's my clarity. Two of the three are going to be Bowerman. And I bet Hillary Bohr gets the third spot. Because he's super talented, I think he's had a bad race. Okay. Sean McGordy is thirteen so zero talent. So to, to compare to like Mason Furlick, who just ran what he was in that same realm as Isaac Update. They, they both ran the eight seventeen eight eighteen. Mason Furlick this weekend ran eight thirteen twenty four. Sean Sean McGordy is like a sub thirteen oh five type runner. It's twenty seconds over five k. Sean McGordy mm -hmm. is faster raw speed than Mason Furlick. I think when you throw that in, when Sean McGordy's going all out, Sean McGordy easily is going to be able to run, I think, low eight tens. Yeah. And then I think Evan yeah. Jake will be with them. I think this gave me clarity that I'm willing to put a locket. Uh-oh. Where I'm putting my house on Sean McGordy making an Olympic team. And I'll get better odds on that. So I'll probably get like five houses in return. Mm -hmm. So you're not great. You don't own a house. I hate to tell you about that. Well, but do you think, do you think Evan Jager knows he doesn't have the standard? I don't think he knows. <laughs> he has to know, right? Well, no, he knows. I don't think it matters. They're not going to run that slow at the trials. Right. Right. Would you want to, would you want to risk it? That would be. He'll probably do it one That's more. That's cutting it close. He'll do one more. He'll do one more race. This is, they're going to run. Yeah. He's going to run at least one steeple full before. 
I just thought it was interesting that he you didn't th- you didn't think that was interesting that he decided to rabbit it. Well, I think they decided to rabbit it to make it all about McGordy and like give McGordy the best opportunity to have the best like cleanest race possible. And Evans like I'm a vet. I can handle doing this on my own. A week later mm-hmm. or two weeks later, it's no, nothing. It's not that big of a deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, it, it was interesting because it didn't seem like it was – like they, they made the announcement last minute. I don't know if that's how it was structured. What's this tweet? Can you read that tweet, Gordon? Here's a Jager tweet. I can't see that. Oh, that's a while ago. I don't know. No. This unfortunately, I won't be making the trip to Cali this weekend with the team. I was planning around the 1500 on Saturday, but my Achilles flailed up a little bit. I'm making a smart decision the rest of the year. Uh, Wait, when is that? Yeah, I what's think the date? That, that's that's from five. That's from that's from a while ago. That's from March. Oh, so never mind. Uh, that's early. So he has yeah, been banged up. That's what we're learning from it. But he was fine and rabbiting. He's he'll come out and I think they know what they're doing. It's going to be a Jagger McGordy show at the trials, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Well, I had it. I still had it in my. I'm still confused about this event list, but that's okay. We can disagree on that one. What changed? Here we go. Speaking of houses, I'm getting a little nervous about mine, Gordon. A little nervous about mine. I bet it all on Noah Lyles, one of the Olympic gold. I called it lock of all locks. Said anybody who does not bet their house on Noah Lyles is losing out on an awesome opportunity. Listen, still won. Still ran 1990. But I was. I was questioning it a little bit coming off that turn. He was way back coming off that turn. He got Kenny Benarek at the very, very end. So two things are happening here. Lyles not blowing people away, number one. And number two, Benarek showing himself as a legitimate rival. And we've seen Lyles lose 200s before, but it's been to people, you know, Michael Norman, right? Best of the best here. Benarek inching his way closer and closer. I think Lyles is going to figure out that curve soon, and he's going to get a better start. I mean, this was just not a great start for him. I'm just saying this mostly because I don't want to lose my house in this bet that I had. Um, but I'm also thinking Kenny B, man, he is he is solid. We've seen this going back to his high school days, his JUCO days. Legit, legit contender here now in the 200. I thought I thought Lyles was going to lose this race. And listen, I've watched pretty much every Noel Lyles race, so I know never to count him out. But with 100 to go, I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. Like he's going to lose this race. I need to tell my wife. This is the... Yeah. We no, need a, we she, need was a... sitting, she was sitting next to me on the couch, and I started going, what? 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 And she wasn't paying attention, because she's not watching track. She's doing something else. And she's like, what's happening? What? What's going on? And I didn't tell her about the whole house part of it. I just thought, Noel Lyles is about to lose. And she didn't really know what was going on. But yeah, it was nervous. a nervous couple seconds in the Sully household. I mean, can we look at maybe the 200 now is a, a, a chalk situation with Lyles, Kenny B, and Terrence Laird being our, no, our no, top no, three? No, 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 no. We, got, we got two. We got two. We got two, but Laird, okay. we need some more races for, for Laird. I you think had, Laird's, he, Laird's legit. Laird's run 198 twice. More. He's run 198-20. Yeah. Chalk... You're not understanding what it means with with chalk. Chalk is okay. like there's no possible way that somebody else can get in there. I think there is sure. some some possible way that somebody else can get in there. Who that person is, I don't know yet. Um, 
Travis has the the clip there of him me betting my house. So it's and he put my my cheesy face up there too. So I'm forever associated with this. But listen, even if I lose my house on this bet, there's a chance I get my house back because you said something on the show last week, and I don't know if I heard you correctly, but you said you said Sim you were betting against Simpson and Felix to make the team, and I bet you on that. If I get both. Do I have to get both to win or just one to win? Uh, I don't know. We can make it both. I'm because guess I what's think... happening, Gordon? Guess what's happening, Gordon? You think she'll make the team? Allison, too? Allison Felix is making the team. Allison Felix is making the team. I don't 200, 400, whatever. She's she's making the team after this this performance because you, you didn't even re- in the relay pool, right? You basically said she wasn't going to make it in the relay pool. That's insane. That is crazy. She ran an awesome 200. Gabby Thomas, credit to her. She gets a win, 22.12. Felix there, 22.26. Ahead of Irby, Prandini, Ellis, Brown, Jefferson, Brianna Williams. You got to think, Felix, when championship time comes around, only going to be better. 400, she's got a little more room there in terms of getting on the squad. It feels good. feels good to be right. Feels no, good to win dude, this bet. You do know it only three women. Over. Only three women. You do know only three women make the 200 meter team, right? And but you Gabby said Thomas, in the quarter, Gabby Thomas. Gabby Thomas smoked Allison Felix, so I think it's fair to say that Gabby Thomas will beat Allison Felix. There's this girl named Shikari Richardson. Have you heard of her? Who's running 10 sevens backwards? Uh, she's going to make the team, right? So that's two. Uh, and then there's this there's this there's this girl in college that I've been on the same horse since 2019, Abby Steiner. Who's gonna probably run twenty-two one at the NCAA final? She'll make the team, and then Allison Felix will be fourth and the first woman out. So, oh, but you said the team, so that means you don't think she's getting the top eight in the four hundred. She's getting top eight in the four hundred. She's gonna run both, and she's gonna get top eight in the four hundred for sure. And she might just straight up get top three in one of these races. You looked we'll at the see. start list. You looked at the start list like I looked at the start list and said, "Hey, she's gonna have to beat these people if she wants to be." uh a trials threat and she went out and did it she beat all of them except for one that's solid and i'm not betting against allison felix in a high pressure race it was on her home she tracks there was a she, she home was track the track bed. was constructed like the track track was built like 12 no she didn't ago. have to like stay in a hotel room she was, was oh yeah that's it I, i'm just saying oh i'm not I'm, can we change it that she won't make the 200 team or is it bet? No, you can't change the bet. You can't change the bet. I still think she'll make the 200 team. The people in the chat remembered from last week. The people in the chat are roasting you. And I love it because usually when you and I make a bet. They didn't prove anything. Usually when you and I make a bet. You and I make a bet. Nobody else is witnesses. Nobody else hears it. Maybe Lincoln hears it. But Link, we don't hear from Lincoln anymore. Now we have all these witnesses. And I love all you guys in the chat for holding no. Gordon accountable. They're like, hey, Gordon, you talked about Nothing happened yet. I didn't lose the bet. I didn't lose the bet. You can you see it's like coming. You can cash this ticket in now. You can't. I because... am gonna, I'm going to take it with my Lyles bet. I'm going to take it to the casino. I'm going to own it. You're trying to all stop the it. count early, man. You're trying to stop the count early. Don't – come on. You can't – you have to learn I'm giving lesson. you a chance to get out. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to get out. Why would I get out? No, no. Because she's not slowing down after this. She's not getting any slower. Felix, only getting better. Neither is Shikari Richardson. Neither is Gabby Thomas. Neither is Abby Steiner. No. 
She hasn't run a 400 yet. How do you know it's all of a sudden going to translate to a good 400? You don't know that. Maybe she's. I do know that. Uh, I do know lost that. her endurance, and she's going to fall apart in the final 50 meters of a 400. Her. You're right. She still Austin doesn't Taylor, have. She still in doesn't the have 15th the, the year of her career. Doesn't isn't going to know how to peak for a championship. You're right. Allison Felix doesn't know how to get ready for a big race. Uh huh. Your grass. Will she even? I'm giving you an answer. Will she even qualify for the Olympic trials in the 400? She doesn't have the Olympic trials standard in the four. Put your, put your turn signal on, check your blind spot, and go to the exit. I'm giving she you a chance to get to the exit ramp. I'm not going to get out. Get no. to the exit ramp. I'm going to be Safely that man who decided to stick to it. And then, you know, I, I still believe. I still believe. Hey, she ran well. I don't want to take away. She still ran well for the record. Yeah. Correct her. Congrats. Also, can we see the shirt that but her, I still her think... husband and her kid had awesome shirts on? Zoom in on the shirt. Zoom in on the shirt. Can we zoom? Enhance. Enhance. Let's go CSI Enhance. mode here. Can we do it? No. My mom is faster than your mom. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's, love it. it's love very it. true. She's faster than But if Shikari Richardson had a baby, then that wouldn't be true. But she, Listen. she doesn't because she's <laughs> – Someone else in the chat remembered that you uh, you discounted Cornero Hayes too. So everybody, we're oh, bringing yeah, up all of it. Well, I'm going to count on Cornero Hayes now to beat Allison Felix in the 400. So I'm okay. Yeah. I, I'm happy. I needed that extra bullet in my chamber to get my Allison Felix uh, take correct. Hey, I'm just. She ran well, but she there are still at least in my opinion three women faster than her in the 200, and I also think. We have yet to see her in the 400, so we don't know yet. If she comes out and runs like a 50.5 in the 400, then I'm gonna gonna want to ask for a, a bailout. But until then, I'm I'm holding I'm holding on, I'm holding on. I see. I I didn't know. I forgot the actual mechanics of the bet. I don't know. I didn't know if I had to get the the Simpson part right too. Because for, for the record, listen, though, you it's a good bet on your end. So you should think. You like you're getting. I'm saying that she's gonna finish ninth. Like, come on. Like, you should at least me give me some credit for my ballsness, my 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 uh, braveness no. of no. Uh, making this type of bet. You get you get zero credit here, and I'm glad that people are paying attention to this. But let's well, talk about the pay attention in June. Pay attention in June. We'll see what happens. I'm sure they will. June's coming up. The 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 Jenny Simpson part of the bet, though, an interesting update in that because. Hurry around 358. Uh, she looks she looks really solid. Uh, did a lot of leading in this race, too. What do you think about that women 15? Gabrielle DeBuy Stafford, four flat in second. I mean, this is what we kind of expect from Puryear now. I mean, she is in this class. Like, yeah. I think she's in the Shelby Houlihan, Laura Muir, Muir, like that type of field where she, if it's a good race, she's going to be sub four. Um, I think yeah. the thing I was most surprised about was Shannon Osika running four flat. Like, that's quick. And, like, did not see that coming. So I was most surprised by that. El Perrier winning was not surprising because she's yeah. great. I'm excited for L versus Shelby at the trials. Uh, but now that we saw that Jenny Simpson isn't really, like, 100%, there mm -hmm. you see Nikki Hiltz finishing 10th in this race and then you see someone like a Shannon Osika running four flat I think yeah. there's that third spot is wide wide open and uh anyone can take it so 
that's got me excited. Well, perhaps we're going to see some people who put down some some good 800s in that 1500 because we saw a lot of quick 800s between the two eats. You you had Kate Grace and Brennan Martinez in the B800. I thought that was a typo. That's how deep this thing was here. Yeah, and they ran but, sub two. Brendan Martinez, man. Sub yes, two? he's back. Yeah, we did surprised. our we did our don't count them out list at the beginning of the year. Brenda was on my list. I said, don't count her out. She ran some two O lows in the, the 2020 weird season. And then she comes out here and does this right behind Kate Grace. It's solid. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be sub two to even be in the conversation. I think that's that's not a controversial point of view here. So Grace runs 159.72, Martinez 159.87. And then in the A heat later on in the day. Ricky and Muir from Great Britain went one, two. Then Bishop Narangu of Canada gets third. Adele Tracy fourth. So then, then the first U.S. person in the A heat, Raven Rogers, one fifty nine six. Then Heather McLean, one fifty nine seventy two. Then Sinclair Johnson, one fifty nine nine. You still feel good about a thing, Mo. Obviously, you still feel good about Aj Wilson. But just to get to the final <laughs> in the trials for the U.S. is going to be a very, very yeah. I mean, Tough how feet. many women have broken uh, two minutes in the 800 now uh, in the U.S.? Eight. You have a thing, Mo. This is in 2021 outdoors. A thing, Mo, yeah. 157. Wilson, 158. Rogers, 159. Heather McLean, 59. Grace, 59. Kayla Edwards, 59. Martinez, 59. And Sinclair Johnson, 59. And Allie Wilson, 202 flat point 01. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's heating up, and you still have yet to throw in uh, Hannah Green in there. Uh, Sage Herta uh, can probably yeah. dip under. Uh, Liam Miller, who's the NCAA Indoor Champion, isn't on that list yet. So, like, there's still room for more women to be in that sub-two range. Now, some of these women probably won't run the 800, like a Sinclair Johnson probably won't run it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you could see a Sinclair Johnson or a Kate Grace – or yeah. Brendan Martinez, they can all be doing the double and they could be using this 800 as a backup plan. Like I can see yeah. Sinclair Johnson getting fourth in the 1500, then coming back and being a legitimate threat for a top three finish in the eight. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. The other one I wanted to talk about uh, on what changed men's formula hurdles, because one of the big three besides Carson Warholm finally run, ran a formula hurdle race. And what a race it was for Rye Benjamin. 47.13. That's his third fastest time of his career. Second and third in this race also got PBs. It was a little misleading because usually when Rye runs in the United States, he's got these massive leads and you can tell by 150 meters that he's just cruising to victory. This one coming off the curb, he still had folks with him, McMaster, Dos Santos right there. But those guys were just running the race of their life. And Benjamin was just methodically, quietly, cranking out of a 47-1. So I love this event. I love the fact, you know, Warholm last year went for it, took all those shots at the world record. Samba, obviously, sub-47 guy too. It just got even more interesting because now, now uh, Benjamin has just proven he's not going anywhere. 2019, I don't think anybody thought 2019 was going to be the apex of his career, but basically he's 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 proven that. I think if you run 47-1 in that sort of race, he's, he's ready to go sub-47 his next time out. Yeah, 
I mean, nothing. I don't. You kind of you introduced a segment as another thing that's kind of changed. Nothing's changed. It's Rye Benjamin. Well, changed because they showed up. He ran. Oh. He hadn't run. He hasn't run a hurdle race since the final. Neither is Samba. Yeah, but he ran exactly where he's left off. So it's kind of just he literally listen. He paused his life because of pandemic. He paused the four hundred hurdles because of pandemic, and restarted. And everything, the Windows operating system stayed the same. Everything's good. <laughs> no, uh, no errors. Yeah, you're right. I guess from from that from that perspective. But I just I thought it changed just because we hadn't been seen we hadn't seen him run this race. Seen him run some quarters, indoors, outdoors, some shorter stuff, but not his main race. I want to give you a chance to talk about some NCAA highlights, which will begin obviously with that 1500 at the Oregon Twilight Meet won by Jared Nagus in typical Nagus fashion. Look at this finish. Look at the lean Nagus. Over Cooper Tier. Yeah, I've said everyone has been on the Hawker train. Since, I mean, I even almost switched back to the Hawker train when I updated my rankings. But Hawker, with his times he's running, with the indoor double, I was just like, but there are two guys out there who can maybe beat him in the 1500 and the 5K. And that is Yaren Nagus in the 15 and Luis Grijalva in the 5. And we got to see our first crack at one of them. And that was Nagus, and he showed up. I had a feeling that Nagus wasn't going to be 100% because he delayed his race, but it looks like he just wanted to get an opportunity to run at Eugene, get an opportunity to race mm-hmm. against someone like Hawker so he can kind of size up where he is so he knows what he needs to work on. And yeah. he came, comes out, and it's like this is he, – he's, he's a definition of pausing, right? He was the best of the best at the end of 2019, and now he's still there. We – People want yeah. to give the crown to someone else because Nagus decided just not run, but his he's his DNSs should not discredit his ability. And now he is the fifteen hundred meter favorite. And now I would argue he's the qualify for the Olympic team. He's a top three favorite in my opinion, right? If we were putting Hawker in that category and we're seeing everyone running three thirty six, he, I mean he ran he only ran three thirty five high, but. I think yeah. Nagus. I would you take Nagus over a kick against Josh Thompson or Craig Engels right now? I would. I said it before. He's got that weeding, two thousand and eight magic to him, where he just well, he's had that for a couple of years, so it's hard to yeah. <laughs> say he's just one year of weeding. But he's he's got that weeding oh eight oh nine twenty ten feel when he gets to the end of a race, you expect him to win. But Hawker has that too strength on strength when it comes down to the last 100 meters. I just want them both to get the stand. I don't want to be doing math, man, in June. I don't want to have to be looking at your rankings. Yeah, I don't want you to text me about world ranking points. I don't want to get that text. I want to just have them both have the standard. I want to be able to watch that race. It's going to be fun. I want to block your text. (laughs) I want to watch it just focusing on Top three. That's that's what I want to watch. The cool thing well, is though, we're the gonna thing get for them into the blaze though too. We get them there, so we get to, we're gonna get to see this a couple times. If new, the odds of new scan the standard are kind of rare now, right? But he's how many fifteen hundreds do they run at the trials? Is it three? Is it three rounds? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he's assuming he does the fifteen hundred at ACCs, right? He's gonna have yeah. 
two at ACCs, two at prelims. He's going to have two more at uh, at uh, NCAAs, and then three at the trials. So he's going to run nine more 1500s plus the one he just ran. <laughs> so he has 10, he's going to have 10 1500s under his belt, a bunch of them being yeah. prelims. He just needs yeah. to make sure of the next nine 1500s, he needs to run maybe four of them in the 338 range, and he should be fine ranking-wise. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we need to do. What do you do. think about – He can't run them all in 345s. Yeah. Tier? What do you think about tier? Like, runner-up in this race, but do we see him as a 50, like a 1500 guy, a 5K guy? I feel like if I was trying to make the team and I was good in both, I'd probably lean to the 15. But he seems like a well, five he guy. Be, he did win the mile against Hawker, right? Tier, like, what do you mean? When they ran the indoor mile. Oh, the collegiate record? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So Tier yeah. won that. In a way, if you think about it, we keep on thinking Hawker as the miler and Tier as the 5K runner, but maybe they're opposite. Yeah. Because when Hawker races Tier in the 5K, he beats him. But when Tier races Hawker in the 15 slash mile, Tier beats him. So. Mm. It could be a little switcheroo that we could be getting. Maybe we see Tier run the 1500 at the NCAAs and see Hawker run the 5K. Yeah. I think because Hawker won the NCAA indoor title in the mile, that's why we associate him with mile greatness, even though you're right. He has finished behind him now in two really fast races. I, Yeah. It, it's it's exciting between the three of those guys. And farther down, do we have the results? I mean, it was fast all the way through. Everybody came to play. It was just, you know, full. I, I take credit for things I get right. So I'm going to say I definitely got this one wrong because I had two people breaking the collegiate record and no people ran the collegiate record. But it was good. It was good top to bottom. Just wasn't, wasn't quite collegiate record worthy. Josh Kerr, his mark, lives to see another day. Yeah. Any th other things happening around the uh, NCAA? Um, not much because next week is conferences, uh, which, mm -hmm. speaking of that, the Big East champs, live on flow. Get that ready. Here we have the results from the Oregon Relays 1500. Yeah, obviously Hawker there, 336. Ryan Adams, 337. Charlie Hunter, 338. Tim yeah. Franco, 338. Dolan, 340. So, hey, everybody's and, uh, about a second, depth. second yeah. off. Second or two there's off. depth, man. There's depth in the 1500 this year. A, hmm. lot, a lot of guys are running in the 339, 8, 7, which is good. And, and remember, they're college kids. They're not professionals who are paid to fly around the country to run fast. These are just college kids, and they're running the same as the pros. Here's the thing that I think we should remember when you're talking about Hawker, Nagus, or whoever needs to run a cup this many 338s in the prelims or in these meets. I just think that's going to be the last thing on their mind. Even when there's a standard, like a clear standard, we've seen this in the Olympic trials. And then you ask them afterwards, well, you knew the standard was 335. Why'd you guys go out in 62 or whatever it is? Just wanted to race. Just wanted to get out there and race. And I knew the chances of doing that is like, forget the, all the complicated math with the world rankings. Even if it's a cut and dry, hey, they need to run this or they don't go, we don't see people do it. So I, I just doubt that they're going to have a time number in their head, even if it's really – like, how much would it really take out of Cole Hawker or Nagus in one of these prelims 
to just cruise like a 339. Probably they could not, they could get yeah. through on that, right? I mean, it, it's an honest race for sure. I'm not saying it's a walk in the park, but just remember how easy he looked, Hawker did, in the prelims at indoors, cruising the cruising those that time well below four. But I just don't think they're going to put that in their head. I think they're just going to run. Yeah. So they could run a 410 or they could run a – they're going to go with the pack. Well, they could run a 410, the they could run a 340. Yeah. The advantage that Hawker has is this is his third elite performance, right? Because he has yeah. the indoor mile. He has the, he ran a 338 at, uh, in Eugene like a month ago, and then he has this. Whereas Nagus only has one elite performance. So Nagus needs to yeah. run 338 four more times, whereas Hawker only needs need to do it twice. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd hope that, yeah. And the question is likely that, I mean, maybe the trials final goes fast because there will be other people in the race who are yeah. like thinking 334 or bust, and that might help. Right, them, right. But it is going to be interesting. Uh, maybe, could you see a Nagoose or Hawker or Tier skip their conference no. meet? No. Oh, the no. con- that you say skip NCAA. No, conference me. Which oh, and try to run and try, try oh, and run again. Run like it's like at the track meet or something, maybe. Yeah, I don't think so, but they probably won't though. Yeah, I just wonder how think- much these coaches are lo- looking in at world rankings. I wonder, besides you, who's actually paying attention to this stuff? Yeah, well, I think that if a coach is smart, they got to recognize, hey. I think Oregon coaches are, hey, I have two athletes who can make an Olympic teams. I think Coach, mm-hmm. I think Carlson Notre Dame's like, I think Yared can make an Olympic team. I would be mm-hmm. a bad coach if I didn't give him every opportunity to make that Olympic team. Like, who cares if he wins another ACC championship? Like, all right, cool, 10 points. Let's get this guy. Like, I could see maybe the prelim of ACCs. Maybe Carlson puts in, like, every freshman rabbit he can find and enters him in the 1500 and they turn that prelim into a time trial where they have a guy going through 1200 meters and dropping out like that could happen yeah. and maybe he runs 334 in the acc prelim time trial hmm. we'll see happen. we shall see are there any other uh college results you want to touch on Otherwise, I'm going to do a high school roundup because when Olivia was on last week, she got me all hyped for these high school meets. So now I'm uh, – we got this te- – is this the Texas 10 flat here that we got? I think it is. Sure. Yeah. But I was watching. Plus five on the wind here, but 10 flat, man. 10 flat. Two guys. At the Texas high school, 10 flat. High school meet. Yeah. Yeah, very, very close, very competitive race. You guys can watch all the races from Texas, Florida, all those other states up on the site here, but – Look at the last 50 meters. Woo! Uh, yeah, they got round. Metcalf, what, he know. probably got like eighth. He was seventh in that race. All right. Is that how it works out? Uh, I'm not going to compare times from one meet to another, especially when you have the uh, the wind factor, right? It actually would be really funny yeah. if TK was in that race because then the height difference would be look even crazier. <laughs> But uh, Jose Garcia, Jose Garcia with the the win there, boys six A. Props to him. We've been we've been seeing some crazy wins. Why? I feel like, man, nah, I don't know. I was like, shouldn't track win, facilities win find win? ways to put like 
figure out a way so you never have anything crazy wind. Like, can't they like build a giant wall behind the start of the hundred where like no wind can come in? I don't know. I feel like there's a way to design a stadium where you'll never have more than two point oh wind. But I'm what surprised people haven't. I'm surprised people haven't uh, hired you for consultation on this stuff. Ooh, um, look at Anthony Schwartz calling some shade. I swear, if we had this wind in Florida, y'all would have thought we were Olympians. <laughs> the Texas Florida rivalry is here, oh, man. Yeah. Schwartz, well, man, I never got to see his true potential on the track. He was great in high school, had like a, a solid freshman year, but then the big bucks of the NFL came calling, and now he's a Cleveland Brown. He's going to be that one guy we always are going to use to reference for future mm -hmm. NFL track takes. We're like, well, Schwartz, he ran fat. He's going to be the next Tyreek Hill with like comparing like he was fast in high school. What can he do now? Right. Yeah. That's going to be a thing. <clears throat> Florida, Florida, I think Florida has some wins, but I think we see it more at the pro level when those meets in Claremont where you get those plus fours yeah. and things like that. But high school, yeah, it, 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 it blows pretty hard at, at that Texas stadium. I've, I've been there for uh, a couple of meets where there was a bunch of wind. But yeah, Schwartz, Schwartz would be one of those guys. I'd love to see him suit up in in a hundred it is interesting that the dialogue around these football guys like when they make a big play and they go real fast what do you hear you hear that's world-class speed which my definition world-class is world-class it's not man that was top 70 in the ncaa speed that was <laughs> fourth place probably at the texas high school meet speed speed no, we're talking like world yeah, and now now we've kind of backtracked into like that was respectable in the heat at the Mount Sac meet speed. That was like, no, little, that was for your size and height speed. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think there's some caveats that have been added here. You mentioned it before, we the king of caveats. Maybe we'll forget it by recap. Sunday night football. It'll be all forgotten. <laughs> well, I guess it just all depends. How do you define world? class how do you find world class this is what uh, you need one thing well, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna need like the olympic final to be like in a into a, like a 5.0 headwind and then oh, no, the winning no, time no. is like 10.4 and then everyone will be like dk metcalf he would have won the olympics that's what we're gonna get <laughs> don't say that don't say that we don't we don't want that this is good this is fun everybody enjoyed it like he had a good run everybody seems to be kind of happy with it let's not disturb ecosystem here one other high school result i want to talk about newberry park four guys under nine minutes in the two mile at arcadia uh nico young's younger brother was second he's only a sophomore 843 do i have all that right yeah it was insane something's going on man in newberry park uh it is wild it's just wild to see these kids get faster and faster you see, like, after Drew Hunter left uh, London Valley, mm -hmm. London Valley kind of took off and it had a, a great cross-country team. And now you see this thing. Nico Young leaves uh, Newberry Park, and they just throw down even faster times as, as a whole. Uh, it's wild. The idea of fours, uh, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when a sub-nine just by itself was a huge deal in yeah. the high school season. And, Arca you know, Arcadia every year, five guys went under, six guys went under. It was cute, but it was an all-star meet. Four guys from the same team, including underclassmen, that's preposterous. 
that's preposterous. And they, they graduated uh, like two really good runners, obviously Nico, yeah, but Chase yeah. Chase Ashbender, who went to Colorado, yeah. he's their number two. So they're yeah. three, four, five, six, just one year later, all breaking nine. It's insane. Yeah. All right. We will leave it there. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page, please. And the Flowtrack YouTube page as well. We'll be back on Wednesday. I don't know what's going to be the topic for Wednesday's show. We'll have to, we'll have to figure out. We'll, we'll, we'll have the, a topic. Yeah, Rankings, man. It'll be good. Rankings will be the topic. It'll be, we'll rank some things. Gordon will be back to make more crazy bets. Thank you to Travis and Alon for producing. Thanks everybody for watching live on YouTube. We'll talk to you in a couple of days.